Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And now, here's this Sunday's message. Good morning, St. Benedict. Once upon a time, when Father Alex was just a kid, that's me, My parents would take us to church every week, week after week, and generally I found the experience pretty boring. Uh, I'd rather be just about anywhere but in church on a Sunday. But what felt after like an eternity, Mass would finally end, right, sitting there pretty disengaged from the whole thing. But Mass would end, and we would make a break for that glorious freedom, right? The church doors opening. We'd run out the back, me, my brothers, my sister, my, my dad. <laughs> don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. And above all, do not under any conditions or circumstances for any reason whatsoever make eye contact with Father. <laughs> it's like you, you might contract something if you're not careful. Get out to the car, fast. But then, we'd have to sit in the car and wait, and wait, and wait, and wait until my mom was finally done talking to every single person in the church, and we could finally leave. But every once in a while, we would experience some sweet respite, because my mom would be out of town, which meant that we would come to church a little bit late and leave a little bit early, right? We'd arrive ideally during the gospel while everyone was standing so that no one would notice you kind of come in, right? And then, you know, we'd make it through Mass and then uh, we'd come up for a communion, right, down those center aisles. And we'd go back to our seats, headed towards our seats. But then we'd just keep going right out that door, <laughs> jump in the getaway car and peel out of there as fast as possible. Now look at me, you know. (laughs) This is what'll happen, you kids, you know. (laughs) Make good choices, okay, or you'll end up like Father Alex. What's my point? Uh, Good question. I share this because I think as kids, and even my dad, you know, my siblings, my brothers, my sisters, we did not want to engage with the church community. For us, we came on Sunday, we attended Mass, we put in our time as the one hour mandatory minimum, and then we were gone. Now, my mom had this beautiful, rich experience of community life at church. She made all kinds of relationships and friendships and joined groups and etc. But we were trying to make a getaway from church community. And the danger of this is when we withdraw from human community, including church community, where often the relationships are messy and sometimes awkward, right? And there are awkward people in church, we we know that. Uh, That actually leads to an increase in our own loneliness and social disconnection and isolation. And loneliness is a serious problem today, right? We know that um, loneliness, according to health professionals, define it as the gap between the level of connectedness you want 
and the level of connectedness that you have. That gap between what you want and what you have. Now, even before the, the, the pandemic, the global pandemic in 2020, uh, ha ever happened, the Surgeon General in the United States said this. He said, we are experiencing an epidemic of loneliness. An epidemic of loneliness all across the United States on level with such serious societal problems as like the uh, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, comparing it to drug problems all across the United States, the, the impact of that uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally. He said that the epidemic of loneliness was accelerated by an increased pace of life, right? We're all living fast, out-of-control lives, faster than ever before, with a corresponding rise in digital social connectivity. So the pace of life and the increased digital social uh, connectivity has edged out the time-consuming messiness of real human relationships. Now, loneliness is a serious problem. We all experience it at times, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, uh, scrolling, right? through social media, Instagram, seeing all these text messages that I have come in. And in some ways, we're more connected than we've ever been at any point in history, and yet, we feel more alone than we've ever been before. And so much of that is because we've edged out the messiness of authentic human relationships, which are indeed often awkward and make us, make us leave our comfort zone. Now, in a time of crisis, what happens? There was a, an Angus Reid poll in uh, Canada 2019 found this. Nearly one in five Canadians aren't certain they'd have someone they could count on for emotional support during times of personal crisis. Imagine that. One in five Canadians don't know if there's anyone in their life they can turn to in a moment of personal emotional crisis. And man, there's been no shortage of that this last week, with people evacuated from their homes, uh, not knowing where they're going to stay or what's going to happen to them or their loved ones. Or, we've got first responders, right, who've been working night and day, exhausted, putting their lives at risk. And then we have people who've lost their homes and, and have, they have no home to return to. And all, many more lost pets. Right? And imagine going through a crisis like that and not knowing if you have anyone in your life you can ask for help or turn to for support. That's the kind of epidemic of loneliness we live today. I think of uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta. She saw some of the most extreme and devastating human poverty and misery imaginable. And she came to this conclusion. She said that the most terrible poverty in the world is loneliness and the feeling of being unloved. Now, to a lonely world, God speaks. Right? God offers a solution to the loneliness that we experience, that we see, that we feel. Uh, today we celebrate this great central mystery of the Christian faith, the, uh, the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity, in which God reveals through Jesus that he is, in fact, not alone at all, 
but that in himself he is three divine persons in one divine nature. God is unitary, but he's never solitary. He's never alone. That God, at the mystery of the heart of our faith, is this God who is a community of persons. In this eternal exchange of love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I'll, I'll, I'll quote the Catechism, which is sort of a summary of the Catholic Church's teaching. It says this, it's very beautiful. God's very being is love. By sending his only Son and the Spirit of love in the fullness of time, God has revealed his innermost secret that God himself is an external exchange of love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he has destined us to share in that exchange. Imagine that. That God has destined you and me, each and every one of us. He's created us so that we might have a share in his own inner life, the inner life of God himself. And this eternal exchange of divine love. See, God invites us to share in his life. Uh, God is this community of persons, of divine persons. And this, is, this love is not static it's not self-centered. It doesn't remain enclosed with this, within the, the inner circle of God's life. He, in fact, opens his circle to the whole world to invite anyone who wants to come and join him and share in this life, which is his love. We read it in the gospel, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. They may share in the very life of God himself. Because God is a community of persons, and he opens up his eternal life to us, we discover that, in fact, we come to life in the community of God. Now this has two incredible and stunning implications for us. The first is, for all of those who have faith, who have placed their, their faith and trust in Jesus, they are never alone, no matter where they go or where they might find themselves or, or, or where they might uh, go and be. It may seem like they're alone, but they are never alone because God dwells in the hearts of his believers. And that's why like, people like us, Father Simon and I, we, every year we go on silent retreat. We get away to be by ourselves, but we're never alone. We go to be alone with God. If I had to be alone with myself all the time, that would be hellish. Believe me, it's scary what goes on up here. But when I go away to be alone with God, I'm never lonely because God immerses me. I, I become aware of his presence, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. And so God himself is the solution to the loneliness and the brokenness that we see in the world. And he offers himself to anyone who wants him. Now the other implication of that is that we, the church, are a community of persons. One church with many persons. And that the church, in fact, is called to be a reflection of the very mystery of God in the world. That we too are to be united in this exchange of love and sharing of life with each other. That we are called to be a church that is not self-centered in this enclosed circle, but open 
and inviting all of those on the peripheries, the outsiders, the, the broken, the lost, the disconnected, those who are on the fringes of society to come and share in the life that we have together as a community of faith. Now we're in this preaching series uh, we've called The Essentials. We've been in this, I think this is our fourth week now, and we've been talking about the essential components of our faith community here at St. Benedict. Some of these essential components of our culture that we want to actively be building and working towards, and we believe that these elements of our culture shape our church and, 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 and our core to what makes us special here at St. Benedict. And so this week, I want to talk about, I'm talking about as we speak, building a culture of community where everybody is known, where everyone has a place they can belong, where everyone can be known on a first-name basis and we can share together our lives as we try to reflect the image of God in the world. That's why we do things uh, every week that uh, might seem kind of weird to you if you haven't been coming here very long. Right? We do prayer partners at the beginning of Mass. We don't just do that to make you feel awkward, right? Although that's a kind of a bonus side effect. I do like making people feel awkward. But we do it because we want people to build authentic human connections with each other, to get to know each other. We do things like we build that coffee shop in the foyer after Mass, not to feed Father Simon's coffee addiction, but because we want to build opportunities for people to get to know each other, to share life, to welcome outsiders. At the beginning of Mass, right, we welcome new people for the first time. And if you've been coming here for a long time, you've heard us say that a million times. You're probably sick and tired of it. But it's not about you. It's about the person who's coming for the first time, right? Who perhaps have never heard that in any church before. Because we are a community that is open to the outsider inviting others to come and share in our life together. And in fact, you know, we celebrate these baptisms today, and we will baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that is an entrance into the very family of God, the sharing in the community of God, his own divine life, but also the family, the church, that is open to all and to receive all. We do other things like uh, in Alpha, right? The center of Alpha is the small groups to have this experience of community. Uh, that's the uh, after-mass coffee social kind of thing. Uh, one of the, uh, at the heart, you know, gathering on Sunday is part of what we do as a community. But at the heart of what we do in our church for community is what we call life groups. You'll see in the top right corner, this is our game plan. It's sort of the journey of a disciple. It's the way we make disciples here at St. Benedict Parish. Uh, growing together in a life group is at the heart of how we, our vision for building a community of faith here. Now you may not realize this sitting in the pews where you are, but while we gather in rows on Sunday, throughout the week we gather in circles. And again, you don't see this right now, but you might be shocked to know that we have over 750 people in life groups, which statistically, you know, if you compare that to how many people will come here on Sunday, every other person in this church is in a life group. 
A small group of people, 6 to 12, where they gather uh, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, to connect, to grow, to pray with each other, to support each other, to grow in their faith, to share life, to be known, and, and to give themselves to others. And sometimes these awkward, messy relationships. Now, we would love for everyone to be in a life group, uh, and you're all invited, right? Just like Jesus offers to join his, the life of God, you're welcome to join us in the life of these small group communities. Now, I want to invite you to do one of two things today. Uh, kind of messed up this slide. But either open your circle or join a circle. So open your circle. Maybe you've been coming for a while. You've got a great group of friends here at St. Benedict Parish, and you love connecting with them after Mass. Maybe you're in a life group. Well, I want to invite you to consider opening your circle just a little bit. You know, if you're in the foyer after Mass, rather than just only talking to the people you know, why not look for a person that you've never met before? Someone who perhaps is here for the first time. Reach out to them. uh, Have a conversation with them. Invite them to come and talk and join the circle of your friends. Maybe you've been in a life group for a long time with the same people, and it's great. You have really deep, profound, rich relationships, and maybe it's time to open to a new person, to invite someone in to your life group who's looking for a place to belong, to be loved, to be known. Now, if you've been coming more recently uh, and you're not in a circle, well, we invite you to join one, uh, to join a life group, Uh, Stick around after Mass for a little bit longer. Don't just run right to that getaway car, right? Maybe stick around and invite and introduce yourself to someone new and take the risk of stepping out of your comfort zone and leaning into the awkward, uh, you know, conversations that are inevitably incur, occur in the foyer after Mass. If you want to join a life group or find out more, you can go to our website, stbenedict.ca slash life groups. Now I want to wrap up uh, this very long homily with a story. Uh, There is, we have a beloved member of our community here, and her name is Kelly. Now this is a picture of Kelly. She just received her confirmation uh, in this, in the past Easter season. Now last week she was here at the 4 p.m. Sunday Mass. And right after Father Simon's homily, around uh, 4.40 or so, every, all the, uh, that wasn't, I wasn't making a joke about his long homilies. uh, Around 4.40, everyone's phones started buzzing, right? I think we all got that emergency alert, all around the church, right? And people started taking out their phones and looking at their phones, And Kelly looked at her phone to discover to her horror that her subdivision had been evacuated and closed. And that in fact the fire was one block away from her home. She was here at church, there was nothing she could do. She couldn't go back and get clothes or her passport or anything. And you can imagine the kind of anguish that she might have experienced, the thoughts that would have run through her head. Well, what do I do now? Who, what, like, what am I supposed to do? What about my husband? What about my dog at home? Where do I go? What do I do? And she was just absolutely powerless. Now, I was in the foyer after Mass. Uh, people were hanging out. 
having coffee. And another parishioner, uh, JJ, she said, hey, where's Kelly? She lives in Tantalon, doesn't she? We should go check on her. Now, Kelly, after Mass, there was nowhere for her to go, nothing for her that she could do. So she was, believe it or not, in the sanctuary cleaning up after Mass. And this group of about eight parishioners came up, started talking to her, asking her how she's doing, if they could help her, uh, if there's anything to do. And then all of them, all eight of them, began praying for her in that moment together, out loud, praying for the situation, praying for her home, praying for her husband and her dog, and, 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 and praying for her, offering her spiritual and emotional support in a moment of crisis. And then after that, the material support began to pour in. Now, Kelly is in three different life groups. And she said that within, eight, within 10 minutes, she had six to eight invitations to her to move in to people's homes for a place to stay. Six to eight invitations in the space of 10 minutes. I talked to her on Thursday and she said, she told me this, when I feel weak, I look at my phone and I see all the texts rolling in, the outpouring of support from my faith family has been overwhelming. And then she told me this. She said, I am not alone. I know I'm not alone. When tragedy strikes, she said, having a faith family to rely on changes everything. And she said this, and this really struck me. She said, many families can't even give the kind of unconditional love and support that I have experienced here at St. Benedict Parish. And I think that's an example of the church reflecting the image of God. Being a place where the life of God himself, the the eternal threefold mystery, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, living through a community of faith manifesting his love to those in need. And I think we need this desperately in a world which finds itself in a pandemic of loneliness where one in five people do not know if they have anyone they can turn to in a moment of crisis. We can be the place that people turn. We are called to be the kind of church community where everyone can belong. Everyone can be known, and everyone can experience the unconditional love of God. And all of us can play a part in building that kind of church by opening our circles and inviting others to come to life in this community of faith. Thanks so much for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. Have a lovely day.